Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hello. Hello. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good. What are you doing? Not too much, really. Nothing? No, enjoying the uh, cool day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Today is from yesterday. I know. I hate the heat, though. Like, I hate it. <sighs> I can't so. believe you hate it. I love it. Like, love, love, love it. But oh. can I tell you, yesterday we went down the coast and it was definitely not this, like, as hot as it was in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like 27, 28-ish. And then when we got home, I was like, oh, my goodness, it is boiling, you know. Yeah, it was so hot yesterday. Oh, gosh. And the cool change didn't come through till like late. Yeah. But I think it's going to pick back up tomorrow again. But I'm not complaining. I like it. So, yeah, it sucks for you, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. How are you going? Yeah, good. I-, I wanted to share with you. You have Stan, don't you? Yes. Okay, have you watched Black Snow? No. Oh, you got to watch it. It's like an Australian crime thing and a bit like, you know, when you're like watching a crime show and like you're trying to figure out who it is. Like that's the whole purpose of the show, right? Yep. And I didn't pick it. I couldn't pick it. I had like no idea. Like it, it was really good. Really so good. is it is a, it's not a true story? No, not a true story. Oh, okay. But it's just like you, like the viewer gets to sort of like – figure out who it is yeah yeah all right I have to check it out that sounds it's amazing. really good yeah it's really good do you know it's funny you say that because I've been something this week and I thought it was so freaking good lucky and it's on oh, yeah. Netflix yeah and it's called Echoes have you seen it I feel I like, like I've seen it but I I can't I don't know what it's about it's about these two twin girls and funny enough, because we've just like covered the Dawsons. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty much about these two twin girls. And oh, see, I don't know. I feel like this is in the preview. So I'm, I feel like I'm not giving anything away. But they pretty much like every year on their birthdays, they switch lives. Oh. So like one of them will go back to like the hometown and the other one will go like, I think she's like from LA or something. Do you know what I mean? With like the rich husband and stuff. Yeah. And the other yeah. one like lives on a farm. So they, every year they switch. So they're sort of like one person, if that makes sense. Yeah. But then one of them gets a call that the other one is missing. Oh. But it's really the, like, it's not really her it's really the other one because they've switched it's a, it is really good I got so into it I finished it within like a few days oh wow so yeah okay, I really I'll liked it that. yeah um, but yeah I, I highly recommend that so that's funny that you saw something good this week as well yeah yeah we smashed it we only watched like one episode a night because they're like they're like hour-long episodes but um you know how I feel about that but um yeah. <laughs> but it was really good like you could eat like I think you would binge it you would yeah. just watch one after the other because, like, every end of every episode is a cliffhanger. Yes, and do you know that kills me? Even with this one, like, we were watching more than one episode, like, a day. But, lucky, lucky, you know how I get, like, obsessive over stuff? Yeah. I had, I had to Google what the heck happened. Oh. <laughs> so I Googled and then I could just relax and watch it in peace. So, I, you know what I mean? But, yeah. um, yeah, that's how good it was. I had to Google to know what's going to happen. So I probably feel like I have to do this for your one. But I, at the same time, I want to guess it. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. See if I can hold it. Interesting. But, yeah, what else? Anything else this week? Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you a question. I've actually mm-hmm. been meaning to ask you this for weeks and I keep forgetting. 
you might know you might know the answer to this or listeners might know the answers to this so have you seen on tiktok like when you watch like crime tiktoks or any tiktok that's talking about someone that's died people don't use the word dead anymore they use the word unalive what have you you haven't seen it no it's like heaps of different people like it's not like it's just like one channel or it's like you know only for certain cases it's like anyone and everyone instead of saying the word dead it's unalive well, so so if you said like so and so is now unalive is that yes. how you say it yes what really yeah, yeah and i don't get it I'm just thinking back because I've just done two TikToks. Did I say? I don't think, I don't even know if I said it. Well, I think I mean, it's not like, you know, you can't say dead anymore. But it's but a thing. It's a thing, yeah. Oh, reach out if you know the answer to this. Yeah. I have no idea. Weird. Yeah. Or Freaking like, and like TikTok. Using it in a sentence, like some people would say things like, you know, when Joe unalived Mark. What? Meaning like when Joe killed, killed. Mark. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> it's freaking weird, right? I have not even come across that. Oh. And we follow, like, a few, but I'm not on there all the time to say the truth because I told you, like, I fall in, like, this TikTok, like, hole. dark hole. Yeah. yeah. And I get stuck in there for hours. So I only go in there for, like, specifically, like, for research or for, like, if we're, like, we're going to put something out. I try not to, like, scroll through it because <laughs> I just lose too much time. Yeah, I... I... I mean, it's my favorite part of my day when I get into bed and I just sit on TikTok. How the heck do you stop? I can't stop. This is my problem. I cannot stop myself. Well, I always like say, okay, I'll stop at 10.30 or like, yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll literally just turn it off at that time. Oh, that's good. Well, at least you've got the willpower because I, f- I might say that, but it never happens. Yeah. So I just know. But, yeah, I'm going to check this out. It has to be a thing. I feel like maybe like some big account said oh, – like, do you know what I mean? Like, let's start doing this. But it can't be offensive. That's just the word for it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. But, yeah, interesting. So, I thought you might might have known. No, I have, I have not even come across it. <laughs> I'm too old. I told you I struggle already. Like, you know, I had issues this week. I think I put up a um, like a help box as well, like on our um, stories. Because every time I was up, trying to upload our TikTok, <laughs> my voice – was going quicker than my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it was killing me. Yeah, how annoying. Yeah, so it drove me insane. So, like, yeah, I'm not, like, tech savvy with this stuff at all. Yeah, okay. Well, if anyone knows, let us know because it's driving me crazy. I see it daily and I'm just, like, what you have to see. Can out? you send me one next time? Yeah, next time. time I see yeah. it, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Please do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't have any news. Yeah, I'm pretty the same. Although I did take Victor to work this week. Did you? Into the office, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you, I know, it is pretty fun. Because remember, we always wanted to do this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was only for like a few hours. So I had to get my laptop fixed, which was a massive drama in itself. And I caused the drama. So I feel really bad for the IT guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I ended up taking because I drove in to get my laptop fixed. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring Victor in. And he was such a good boy. Oh, that's so good. Did everyone love it? Yeah, and there wasn't that many people there, so it was just easy. But you know what's so funny? Like, I thought that he'd just be stuck by my side, but he wanted to explore. Like, he wanted to go to the kitchen of all places. He could smell food. So That's so funny. Really cute. Yeah. I wish I could take O. Oh, how fun is that? Yeah. Oh, well. 
Your, her, your um, office is smaller though, surely. Or you don't reckon? Oh, I reckon if I brought her in, no one would care. Yeah. But it's just like I think she, like, she's not as um, chilled out as Victor, so I feel like she'd just be in everyone's face. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, I reckon. Oh, my God, actually saying that, yes, because I'm just thinking about those times when we have a picnic and just like jumping on yeah. me. She's crazy. Actually, her, oh. her like dog, like her wolf pack starts again this week, so that keep her, keep her busy. <laughs> the bus, the fact you told me there's a bus that comes and gets them kills me. Actually, you have not sent me a photo of this thing this week. You have to send one. I know she's so quick when she picks them up because I think like, you know, she could get stuck talking to people for ages and then she loses time. Yeah, but like, yeah. I open the door and Olive just goes for the for the car. Like, <laughs> like I don't even get a chance to like, you know say goodbye or talk to the lady or anything like she just runs for the car to get in she's so excited oh that's so cute (laughs) how funny that is the best um but do you want to start talking about the sex case oh are you kidding i mean (laughs) waiting to talk to you about this like dying to talk to you about it yeah all right let's get started let's do it A Fox News alert, a law enforcement source confirming to Fox News that police have taken a suspect into custody in connection with the murders of four University of Idaho students. Now, we don't know why that person is in custody at this time. We are told the suspect is in his mid-20s and was taken into custody in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Now, he's already made a court appearance. He is reportedly a college student but does not attend the University of Idaho himself. Police say that all four students, the victims, were stabbed to death inside their campus home the early morning hours of Sunday, November 13th. Two other students in that home at the time survived and were uninjured. Police are scheduled to hold a news conference at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Hopefully more answers to come. So this week we are finally talking about the Idaho college murders or the Idaho student murders they're kind of known by both names um I would hope the most of our listeners know this case it started making its rounds on TikTok to start but I feel like most people know like have have heard of it because it's quite huge yeah um but it's really crazy so like I'm gonna tell it as best I can there's still information coming out daily um, there was a hearing this week where there was information released. So we'll obviously keep everyone updated, but I'm just going to, you know, give everyone the information that we've kind of got as of this day and then we'll go from there. So so this case focuses on a group of students from the University of Idaho um, and this university campus was located in a town called Moscow in the state of Idaho. And there was four victims in total, three girls and a boy, um, two of the victims, no, three of the victims, sorry, in like campus housing off campus um, with, and this again, like there is so much conflicting information, two or three other students, I'm not sure. What do you think? Well, see, I've, I've read that in total there was five girls that lived together. Yeah, because I know it was a six-bedroom home 
Yes. So it could have had another student, but I think there was only five of them living there at the time. Yeah. And that's, and if you go on the Instagrams, there's like posts that say like meet the roommates and things like that. And it's yeah. the five that we know of. Yeah. So I'm guessing that that particular um, room was, yeah. I mean, I mean, who knows if someone was going to move in there or what, but mm. at that stage was only five people living there. Yeah. So the four victims were Madison Morgan. She was 21. She was a resident in this share house. Zana Canodal, 20. She was also a resident of the house. Kaylee Gonzalez, she was 21, also a resident of this share house. Um, And then the male victim was Ethan Chapin. He was 20. He wasn't living in the house at the time, but he was dating Zaina and was obviously just staying the night that night. You know what I just came across yesterday because Dateline, I don't know if you watched all the Dateline previews, but apparently Kaylee's family have just revealed that she had actually just moved out of that share house but had gone back there just for the weekend to show her best friend. So her best friend from like a very young age was Maddie. So she wanted to show her she had just bought a new car and she wanted to like go to a party with her. So she had just gone back for the weekend to show her the car and go to the party, which is crazy timing. I know. Yeah, that is crazy timing. Um, So there were two other roommates that lived at the house at the time. We know their names now, but I'm not going to name them because I feel like we don't need to. Um, So those other two roommates, they survived this attack and they were in the house at the time. You know, and you know what? The affidavit refers to them as DM and BF. So I feel like going forward we can refer to them as that because that's sort of what like everybody else is referring to them as. Yeah. Yeah. So on the night of Saturday, November the 12th, Kaylee and Madison, were, who were lifelong best friends, I think I read somewhere that they've been friends since like the sixth grade. I don't know what yeah. that is in Australia, but very, very young. Um, they went out that night to a place called the Corner Club in Moscow while Zaina and Ethan went to a party at the Sigma Chi house that night. And Sigma Chi was the fraternity that Ethan was a part of. They were all, all of the girls were in sororities and Ethan was in a fraternity. I think it was a very, um, a university that had lots of sororities and fraternities. Yeah. And the other two surviving roommates also went out that night. So in the early hours of November 13th, um, this footage was captured on a Twitch live stream. Madison and Kaylee stopped at a place called the Grub Truck, which was like a food truck. Um which a lot of people went to at 1.40 a.m. They ordered food and they chatted to a few nearby people. Like if you look at the footage, like it's pretty packed, like there's lots of people yeah. there. Um, and then they got a ride home with someone and this is rumoured to be like a, one, their, one of their sororities had like a driving service. Yeah, I read um, that. So use that service to get themselves home and they returned to the house at 1.56 a.m. The person that drove them home that night um, was not considered a suspect and was ruled out fairly early. You know that that um, that driver actually went on the record. I actually thought of you because he said they were in good spirits chatting and they were excited about their mac and cheese. Yeah, so like, yeah. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. had no idea what was going to happen. And it's oh, like that's what was on their mind, like their food. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, oh, it's, oh, I can't even think about it. So meanwhile, Ethan and Zayna returned home about 1.45 um, from the party that they were at at the um, fraternity house. Um, 
There's also phone records between Kaylee and her ex-boyfriend, Jack. She had called him seven times between the hours of 2.26 and 2.44 a.m. So even though they've gotten home at, you know, 2 a.m., they were all kind of up for a bit more. Like they didn't just like all go to bed. Um, But like, you know, they're 20, 21 years old. Like this just seems like a typical night out for me. This like reminds me of Warnable. Like, you know, you go out then you get food and then like, you it's go home, like you normal. eat it, and you just yeah. chill. And yeah. And do you know, like, with her ex boyfriend, because they shared a dog together named Murphy, yeah. who's like a Labradoodle, really cute. But they must have been on good terms because, as I said, they shared the dog. But also, apparently, she had just broken up with him like yeah. weeks before she passed away. And it was only because she was moving away. So remember I was saying that she wasn't actually meant to be at the house at the time because yeah. she just got in a job. I think she was moving to Texas or something like that. Yeah. So um, it's cra- – it's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so Zaina also received a DoorDash order to the house at around 4 a.m. as well. So that's like just kind of put that in the timeline. Um one of the surviving roommates, this was DM, she woke up at about 4 a.m. to what sounded like Kaylee playing with her dog Murphy because the dog was in the house at the time. Mm. Um, and a short term after, short time after this, the same roommate said she heard Kaylee say something to the effect of there's someone here. And then also to throw it in the timeline as well, Zayna was also on TikTok at 4.12 a.m. So they'd stayed up for a few hours. Yeah, you know, yeah. Since they got home. See, um, I think it was Zayna that said there's someone here. I don't know why. I just I have a feeling that she's obviously heard something and said it. Like I don't think it's come from upstairs. Yeah, Is and it, then there's also a few stories that say maybe this DM heard like she didn't hear someone say there's someone here. She could have just heard videos on the TikTok. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it just it hasn't really been confirmed. But she heard, you know, she heard a voice of some kind. Someone was up. Okay. So the same roommate, this is DM, um, said she looked out her bedroom window when she heard that there's someone here, um, but she didn't see anything. Um, but then she opened her bedroom door this for the second time and she thought she heard crying coming from Zena's room as well. Um, so I think like what we take from this is she was – awake and she was hearing things um, but she was pretty much keeping to herself staying in her room and this was a party house as well yeah. Lockie. this is the thing like they would have had like you said this was like four in the morning this was probably the norm for them people coming and going all throughout the evening apparently they like you said yeah it was a real big party house and a few weeks before they'd had a party and the cops got called like it was a huge like it was just the thing yeah, I actually, suppose. and and you know, there's uh, footage of both um, Zayna speaking with police, and I think also um, with Kaylee speaking to police. So I'll pop that all up on our Instagram. But like, like you said, police had gone there twice. So yeah. could you in in the same day? So could you imagine, like, do you know what I mean? Like, how many people go through that home? Yeah, heaps. Yeah, have to be heaps. So this other roommate, DM. She said that she also heard, heard a male voice say something like, it's okay, I'm going to help you. Um, and then following this, she opened her door again and she saw a man in black clothes wearing a mask walking past her um, and she s- described herself as being frozen and in shock. She said she didn't recognise this man at all but described him 
at around five foot ten, about one sixty five centimeters. He wasn't muscular, but he was athletically built, and he had bushy eyebrows. That was her whole description of him. The eyebrows creep me out, like yeah. And a lot of people will kind of have come to criticize this other housemate DM quite a bit um, because they're like, oh, she saw him, like you know, why did he not kill her, and you know all this stuff, but. You can see, literally get the floor plan of the house online and I don't think the way her bedroom door is in the house, I don't think he would have seen her at all. Yeah, exactly. You know what? I don't think so either. If she, because if the door opens inwards, she could have peeked and seen him and maybe he just didn't see her. Yeah. And like, who knows what would have happened if he did see her? Like, don't know. Exactly. And I think... I was like, I I did tell you this already this week, but I wanted to tell the listeners. I read this thing that was going around, right? Because obviously now she is copying like heaps oh, of critis- yeah. like unfair criticism online because of this. Because she pretty much just closed her door and sort of went back to sleep. Yeah. And the thing that I did see is that DM suffered from like PTSD because it's something that happened when she was young and she would experience like extreme nightmares and panic attacks. Yeah. So she had told her friends that she had thought she had seen someone in the house wearing the mask, like you said, but she wasn't sure if it were like real or a nightmare, uh, sorry, a nightmare. Um, And she had been drinking. So I'm just assuming she just, it was like, oh, it's some freak, but like, like, did I really see that? Like, you know what I mean? And it was, like you said, it was a party house. Like how does she, how could she have not differentiated that this guy had just come and was drinking with someone or like, you know, it's not like it was unusual to have random people in that house. Exactly. And just because she, like he gave her the creeps, she doesn't know if he was maybe friends with someone else in the house. Yeah. So at around 4.17 a.m., a security camera, this is about 15 metres away from Zayna's room, recorded a dog barking, assumed to be Murphy, um, followed by voices or a whimper of some kind and then a loud thud. Like that is kind of the footage that was heard at that time. Um, Did you listen to this footage? No, I sent it to you. no. I, I, th- oh. I haven't listened to it like properly, quiet place, you know, without – what, like, what you listen to it, obviously. I have. I'll pop the um the clip anyway that I found online. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll pop that on our Instagram. Honestly, it is really creepy. Like I I I can't explain it. You can hear yelling. Mm-hmm. Some people think you can actually hear someone say it's Brian. And yeah. when oh, someone... I did listen to this. I did listen. To yeah. This. Yeah. And yeah. when someone commented that, I feel like now I can hear that, but. I mean, who knows? There's also a part where it sounds like someone's yelling like, Zayna, but like, could it be Ethan? Like, I just don't know, but there is definitely something going on. You can definitely make out like screaming and do what I mean? Like some sort of like disturbance, but what it is like, you just don't know. And I think this has been the, the first kind of question from this case if four people have been killed in the home, how did the two other girls not hear a thing, not be afraid enough to, you know, even call 911? And that's, you know, after hearing that footage, I was like, wow, because this came, like what you said, came from like a neighbour's security yeah. doorbell or whatever. So how the heck has that picked it up from the outside and someone on the same floor hasn't heard it? But you know, she could have put earphones in, Lockie. Yeah, that's true. 
And if she was, did experience like, do you know what I mean, like really bad nightmares, maybe she just thought she was having one. But that's just one. Like there was two surviving roommates. And like I'm not going to spend this episode criticising them because I feel like they've gone through something so traumatic and I don't think they have, are to blame in any situation. But I do find it super weird that they didn't hear anything. But you know what? Maybe they could just hear yelling and screaming and that was just the norm of their house. Mm. Like maybe people were always yelling, screaming, drunk. Like, you know, it's – I don't know. I don't know. So both of the surviving roommates called some friends over to their house that later that morning, this is on November the 13th, saying that they thought that someone there, one of the girls, had passed out and wasn't waking up. And then – a 911 call was placed by both of the roommates and I assume some of the other friends that were there at 11.58 a.m. And this was requesting help for an unconscious person. And this is another weird detail to me is that this 911 call, there was no mention of anyone possibly being dead. There was no mention of blood. There was no mention of anything. It was just like, oh, someone's not waking up. So the police have come to the house expecting you know, just to deal with one unconscious person and they've just walked into, like, this murder scene. Like, I find that odd. Okay, so this is, like, this really confused me as well, but the more I read into it, the more I sort of got, like, a better understanding of what happened, right? So apparently it wasn't one, it wasn't the surviving two roommates that actually spoke with police. So most recently I read that BF was hyperventilating and couldn't communicate with the police. So she called 911 and she couldn't communicate clearly what was happening. And DM actually passed out in the front yard after seeing what happened. And it was her friend that grabbed her phone and reported her as unconscious as he was yet to enter the house. So he reported, so one of the roommates is hyperventilating, the one that was downstairs and the other ones passed out. So he's reported an unconscious person because that's all he's seen at that time. He hasn't entered the house to see what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in that sense, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that does. That does make a lot more sense. The only thing that doesn't make sense to me is that they called like someone before they called police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- I mean, that I can't answer, but this does make more sense why they reported the unconscious person. Yeah. So officers then arrived to the home to find Ethan, Kaylee, Madison and Zaina deceased or unalive. And um, so Kaylee and Madison were found together. They died in the same bed. I think they are in Maddie's room that night. Um and then obviously Zayna and Ethan were together in some area of the house. But all four victims were found stabbed to death multiple times with a fixed blade knife. Um, I think Ethan and Zayna are on the second floor and Kaylee and Madison's bedrooms were on the third floor. Again, you can look at their house plan on the internet and it kind of makes a bit more sense when you actually look at that. It's um, like a really weird layout and I'll pop that, that. There's like a website I found you can actually walk through their house, yeah, uh, which I found really helpful with just understanding the layout. So I'll pop that on our Insta as well. Yeah, and so like I said, Kaylee and Madison were in the same bed. They died in Maddie's room and the dog Murphy was found in Kaylee's room. Yeah. Um, so police think that the murders occurred sometime between 4 a.m. and 4.30, but remember that Zayna had a DoorDash delivered at like 10 past 4. She had, yeah. It was on TikTok. So like there really is such a – 
small window of time. The, the timing is insane. Like all yeah. this took down in a matter of like minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by Tuesday the 15th of November, police had released a statement saying that they believed that this was a targeted attack and that there was no imminent threat to the community. Um, however, no one had been arrested and no murder weapon had been recovered. And the police have also been criticised, you know, how can you say there's no threat when you don't have anyone arrested? But I think upon, you know, like the surface of this crime, it looks targeted to me. Yeah. It doesn't look like a random thing. You know what I do find freaking creepy, and I don't know if you saw this, but this I find very strange is on October 21st, so this, this is literally weeks before the murders, yeah. their neighbours, and honestly this is like horrid, found their 12-year-old Aussie shepherd buddy, like that was his name, he was skinned like oh their dog. God. And they think it was definitely by a human. Oh, so my God. It, it is, I know, it is actually like a major, like I should have put a warning before that, but it's freaking crazy that the police are like, oh, there's no yeah. like, threat to the community. And this happened, like this happened to their neighbours just a few weeks before. It's like the, the fact that they jumped to this conclusion is, yeah, yeah I found horrible. really interesting, yeah. So on Wednesday the 16th, the police chief had revealed to the public that there were two surviving roommates in the home. This was the first time that anyone had known that there was two people that survived the attack. Um, They noted that they were unharmed and that there was no sign of forced entry into the home that they could see. Um, And this was kind of the first time that, you know, details were being released to the public and, you know, everyone's obviously you know, trying to figure out what had happened because it's just so crazy. But on Thursday the 17th, the autopsy findings were released on the four victims. All four causes of death were stabbing. And the coroner also noted that the victims were likely ambushed in their sleep. Um, I think Zaina had defensive wounds. She was only one of the only ones with defensive wounds, suggesting that either she woke during the attack or she, you know, went up. to confront whoever yeah. yeah or was up but if you hear that like if you listen back to that footage I think that Zayna and Ethan were both up at the time they've obviously heard what's happened upstairs yeah and they were awake and yeah. it, it makes sense like all that adds up if they had defensive wounds but Maddie and Kaylee didn't you know yeah yeah like you know I think I take from that that the killer his target was either Kaylee or Madison yeah. And then he's gone in there, seen them in the same bed and thought, well, shit, I've got to kill both. Yeah. And then he's gone to leave and was confronted by Zayna and Ethan. And then that's, that, that's what I think yeah. kind of happened, like the, you know, the happenings of it. Um, so on December the 7th, police released information that they were looking to speak with the driver of a 2011 to 2013 Hyundai Elantra. This vehicle was seen in the immediate area of the house the morning of the murders. And this really, a month after it happened, was the only kind of, you know, specific information tying anyone to the crime. So they, you know, it took them a while to get this information. Um, I wonder if they had it and they just didn't release it because they just wanted like the community's sort of help tracking this car down because they've said that, it's a quiet town and there's not much activity 
that time of the morning. So the fact that they could see this car, they're yeah. like, hmm, this looks sus. So on Friday, December the 15th, a Washington State University student, he was a PhD student, he was stopped for multiple traffic violations. And this guy's name was Brian Koberker. He was 28. Um, he was driving with his father at the time and he'd been stopped a few times by like, uh, what do they call them over there? I think one of the stops like the highway by, people. Yeah. So I think one of them was a sheriff that stopped. Sheriff. That's yeah. It. Yeah. 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 And the other one was like, yeah, was a, so it was two separate people and it was within like, like you said, it wasn't far between both stops, which is yeah. crazy. So what I think now this Brian was driving a white Hyundai Elantra. And I think what had happened was the first stopped happened and then they thought that possibly this could be linked to the murders so they came up with another reason to stop him the second time but see I reckon because by this stage I think that they sort of knew like obviously he was being watched and stuff I'm surprised I reckon that he was stopped more by accident and the people watching are like shit don't scare him off because yeah to be stopped twice like that's gonna put him on like the defense or make him more paranoid and that's not what you want no. And so it makes me wonder whether those stops were intentional or whether they, you know what I mean? Like, because originally the, sorry, can I just say, originally someone came out and said like the FBI told them to make those, like to pull him over and they've come out and said, we did not say yeah. that. So, so yeah, who knows really? And Brian was in the car with his father because the semester had ended and they were driving. Pennsylvania which is where he was from like so he's driving back with his dad and then the body cam footage of the officer that stopped them um, he was kind of asking him where they're going and Brian says oh we're going to get Thai food and then the dad goes no 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 we're driving home to Pennsylvania and you see Brian look at his dad with this evil stare like mm. shut like shut up like <laughs> yeah 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 so that like I mean that really doesn't mean anything but it's just interesting that he immediately goes to lie about something that could be seen as innocent, you know, yeah. just driving, whatever. Yeah. So a video was released on December the 18th showing Kaylee and Madison on surveillance footage walking with another man. Um, and this looks like one of the guys that they were talking to at that this grub truck and they were talking about some guy called Adam and they were saying things like, oh, yeah, I told Adam everything. And this just sent TikTok wild like everyone thought this is it that's the guy or Adam's the guy or whatever um when really we know now that this footage was really nothing (laughs) yeah (laughs) so in the early hours of Friday December the 30th 28 year old Brian Koberger was arrested in Pennsylvania for four counts of first degree murder and burglary and he was to be extradited for his court appearance and well what was the first thing he asked when he was arrested, Lockie? He asked if anybody else had been arrested as well. What the and like, which what is you, crazy? I want to talk to you about this because remember, you originally thought someone else was involved. Yeah, well, I was like, how do you kill four people and then two other people are in the house and have no idea what's going on? Like, it's got to be multiple. And now, are you still on that or? I don't know. Like, I really don't know. See, I think he's playing mind games with the police. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've just got this. I think it was him. And police believe that he acted alone. Um, But, yeah, I was curious to see if you thought he had an accomplice. And I probably should have noted this before, but he was a PhD student and he was studying criminology. 
And I think a lot of people think, oh, he, you know, thinks he's above the law, like he's really smart, like he's trying to get away with this, like, you know, like trying to be a criminal mastermind type of thing. So maybe you're right. Maybe he was just trying to throw them off. Yep. And something that I found crazy though, because obviously like we'll go through like a bit of the evidence and stuff now, but he in like his public defender released like a statement and said that he was like eager to be exonerated. Like I just what? Yeah, like as in that's what that's what he said, like when he was originally arrested. Like mm. so obviously he's like you said, just thinks he's above the law and they're not gonna be able to I don't know, like pin not pin this on him, but you know what I mean? Like he thinks that he's done enough to cover his tracks. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, court documents also revealed that police had been zeroing, zeroing in on Brian for some time because there was DNA recovered from the knife sheath that was left on, I think it was left on Maddie's bed that was left at the crime scene and they obviously found his DNA on that knife sheath. And um, well, Sorry, there's so much to talk about with this. Um, so you know that they went through like his dad's garbage? Yeah. Or the, the parents' garbage and they found like – they must have picked something up from the dads and it was like a 99.99 something, eight, whatever uh, percent match. So that's one of the ways that they connected him to the crime scene. You know, I actually saw this thing on this video on TikTok, which I found really, really sad. So obviously Brian was at his family home in Pennsylvania when he was arrested and there was footage of Brian's dad out in like cleaning up the yard because there was like rubbish and stuff everywhere from when they'd stormed the house to get him and like the footage is just like like sad like you know like and we know now it's probably worth noting now his parents are not supporting him at all it's can I, i feel so sorry for his even if you see his dad's statement he's actually like saying sorry yeah for the murders like it's it's crazy and do you know like because we were talking just earlier about how he was being followed and once they obviously tracked him down and, like, connected him to the crime scene and the car and stuff. Um, so they were obviously tracking him and he was wearing, like, rubber, like, surgical gloves to the grocery store. Ugh. So you could tell that he's definitely paranoid about leaving, like, DNA behind. Yeah. And this is when he was in Pennsylvania. So I've got a feeling that those two traffic stops definitely spooked him. him. Yeah. 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 And another thing as well, sorry, that he changed his number plates and registration mm-hmm. from, like, PA to WA five days after the murders. So they were due to expire, but I wonder if, again, that's just something he knew that they were going to expire so he'd have a good excuse for changing his number plates. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, has he thought that far ahead? And it wouldn't surprise me if so, he had. Yeah, they traced his car back to Pullman, Washington, which is where he lived. I think this was only 15 minutes down the road. Mm-hmm. They tracked his car back to where he lived the morning of the murders, but they, it was also seen at the house, obviously. Um, and they also tracked his phone heading towards Moscow, but then they noticed that his phone was turned off at about 2.47 a.m. and it was, wasn't turned back on until 4.48 a.m. But what a moron because he freaking took his phone with him. Yes, yeah, exactly. And but when th- else would you turn off your phone at 2.47 yeah. when you're going out somewhere and then he turned it back on when he was returning home? So obviously police are insinuating he was trying to conceal his location and like we've said, he thinks he's like this criminal mastermind, thinks he's outspying the police, but really turning his 
thrown off from those times, it's it's pretty much it's it's worked against him really because his car dodgy. was seen in so many different locations and then his phone was off and then it's like this is really just panning out the timeline. Yeah. So his phone records also indicated that Brian returned to this this house at 9am on the morning of November the 13th after the killings had taken place. So do you reckon he just wanted to see like if there's any activity? Yeah, I reckon. Wanted to see if anything had happened. Yeah. Um, And then they also found through his phone records that he had been near that house 12 times before the murders and these go back as far as August. I've um, even read June. Like, oh, really? As far back as June. Yeah. So who, I mean, who knows? Because there's so much conflicting info out there. Yeah. Um, and all the times he was seen near the house was either late at night or early in the morning. And so he was what... watching them, definitely watching them or definitely watching the house or something. Yeah. This wasn't just random. Like he didn't just wander in there randomly. Um, there are reports though that Kaylee had a stalker. Have you? Se- I, I mean, I can't find much on it, but have you seen anything on that? Yeah, on the Dateline or whatever's being released in America now, um, the da- Kaylee's dad talks about how she had t- spoken to him about how she thought she had a stalker, mm. um, and she obviously didn't know who it was. But then, yeah, it's like everyone's thinking was Brian stalking Kaylee? Was Kaylee the original? Target. Um, target, you know, who knows. But then I think I find that odd because um, they were found in Maddie's room. Like, so, so d- you know, we don't know, did he go to Kaylee's room first, see they weren't there? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. It's so hard to actually pinpoint what the heck this guy was thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. Some interesting stuff has also been released on him specifically since, you know, it's been announced that he was arrested. So, like I said, he was a criminology student and he did have a Reddit page that he regularly posted things on and commented on. Um, It's since been taken down, but there was a post of him asking for people who have committed serious crimes to be able to give him insight into how they felt during and after they'd done it. Um, And he was specifically looking for people that had committed murder So on the outside, you think, oh, he's a criminology student. He's just doing research. But now that he's done this, it's like, like, did he do it because it was was interesting to him? Like, yeah, Yeah, was he trying to make some sort of blueprint? Because can I tell you, and I've got all the questions. I'll post them on our Insta. But some of the questions was like, before making your move, how did you approach the victim or target? Please detail what you were thinking and feeling. And, like, I'll just give you one more, right? Yeah. What was the first move you made in order to accomplish your goal? Please detail any thoughts and feelings at this point. So he's really, like, you're asking for a lot of detail regarding these crimes that people had committed. Yeah. And it makes me think, yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, last one. How did you leave the scene? It makes me think that he was planning, you know? Yeah, like it wasn't research. He wasn't interested. He was just using it as an excuse to get inside information. And so while we're on this, can we just quickly talk about, did you, I sent you some stuff. I don't know if you got a chance to look at it. Regarding there's two um, people they think that he was online. So one is that they think that he was called Papa Rogers and he joined this Facebook group regarding the Idaho murders. Mm. Did you read any of this? Uh, A little bit. What was the other one? 
Okay, so and the other one was again a Reddit, um, a Reddit guy, like as in he was on Reddit, and the name that he used on Reddit, oh my goodness, sorry, it's it's actually just come away from it. I will post these up because I've actually saved all. Well, those particular Reddit ones, I haven't got all everything that he obviously posted, but I do have quite a bit, and it was really interesting uh, because he was talking about like things like. Um, Sorry, his name – sorry, I've just found it. His name was Inside Looking and he was talking about like random stuff to do specifically with the murders. So I'll give you – sorry, I'm just going to give you some examples. So one of them, right, this is in the University of Idaho murders case discussion. He's, he's going by Papa Rogers. So he says – of the evidence released, the murder weapon has been consistent as a large fixed blade knife. This leads me to believe they found the sheath. The evidence was released prior to autopsies. Now, Lockie, this thing, this sheath, nobody knew about. He yeah. posted this on November 30th in that Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And the, um, and as I said to you, and he posted like a whole bunch of stuff on the, um, on Reddit as well. And they're wild claims that he's like discussing the murders. So I'll pop some of this stuff in, but it's, yeah, that's it's crazy. crazy. And sorry, somebody, another thing is he asked, I think somebody asked a question like, or he asked a question, why this house? And somebody's written like all these things, like, you know, house of attractive girls, um, like, do you know what I mean? No cameras facing the house, good place to park and at the bottom he's replied excellent <laughs> yeah what a freak so he's i feel like he's doing this okay like a case study on this whole thing that's what yeah. it looks like and um they also like found like they obviously went into his online activity and he was following kaylee on instagram see was that confirmed i couldn't find if that was confirmed yeah i feel like i saw like a screen grab of it and yeah, and I think, like, they all kind of say, like, isn't that weird? Like, he's seven years older than them. Like, he's not even in the same university. Like, how would he have known them? I don't know. See, you know what I found? See, I found a connection between Maddie and Zayna because they both worked, like, Maddie and Zayna both worked at this place called The Mad Greek. Okay. And apparently The Mad Greek offered vegan meals. Mm-hmm. And he was, remember, he was like, hot, like a very big vegan. So okay. people think that maybe he was going there to eat and that's how he knew them. And that's why he went to Maddie's room and he didn't know that Kaylee would be in there. Yeah. So that's why he's killed him. And then he's gone down to find Zayna and didn't know that Ethan would be there. Yeah. So, okay. th- so that's another theory someone's put out there. And that tends to make sense. Like where he's had a run in the, sorry, a run in with them at their workplace, I don't know. The only thing I feel like that goes against is, is remember I was telling you that stories came out about that his family had to change all their pots and pans to like, so, so he would eat there because he yeah, didn't want he didn't want to eat on anything that being cooked with meat. Yes, so then yeah, yeah. like Greek food that's got like a shitload of meat. So that <laughs> makes me think as if he'd be going to a Greek place yeah. to get vegan meals. Like I, I, if he was this strict of a vegan, like that's the only thing I I don't know. I thought twice about. It's crazy. So he was obviously arrested. He was kept in custody. Um, and like I said, his parents weren't supportive of him. They weren't at any of his hearings or anything like that. And then he had a hearing on 
the 12th of January, so only this week that's just gone. Um, and he had a public defender. I think we've mentioned that. And he, it looks like, just from what I can read online, it looks like he's going to plead not guilty. He had the chance to go through a, I think they call it, what do they say? Call it a over pre- there? It's a preliminary trial. Yeah, so he had the chance, hearing. Sorry, he had the yeah. chance to have a hearing without a jury. Is that? Yeah. So what it is is it's pretty much from my understanding is it's like a mini sort of trial where the prosecution can give them all their evidence, and then I, I think it's a judge will then determine whether it can go to trial. Yeah, you know what I mean. But then obviously they'll know all the evidence that comes in. So, um, but he waived his right to a prelim. Yeah, he wants to just go straight to a jury trial. Yeah, which is horrible because that then that means now that the other roommates they're going to have to testify. Like it's going to obviously blow up in the media. Like I just don't know why he would. I don't know. He's obviously well. Like we said, I I think that he's going to try plead not guilty. And not only that, but you can tell that already. There's been originally they were meant to clean the house. I think it was like a week or two ago, and there's been a hold on them cleaning the house. And his team have now got access to the house, and they're going through all the evidence. And I think it's to poke holes in what the prosecution are going to bring to the table. But I don't know how if they've literally got his car at the scene, they've got his DNA at the scene, yeah. um, the bushy eyebrows, like he does have bushy eyebrows. Yeah. Um, so, but at the same time, he, she, like, um, DM does say he was wearing a mask. So I guess his defense could be, well, how do you know it was definitely him? And it was a party house. Maybe he had been there, like, previous, do you know what I mean, other times and that's why his DNA is at the scene. See, it's going to be very hard. If they can actually, like, go through his, like, internet history and all that sort of stuff and prove that he was on these Reddit boards and in these Facebook groups, I think that is a huge mistake on his part because mm-hmm. he's putting out information that wasn't available to the public. So, obviously, he knows more than what he's saying. Like, I feel like for him, do you know what I mean? That, like, that's not a good thing. And can you imagine being the public defender that's been allocated to represent him now? I know. Um, Sorry, can I just tell you something as well? Sorry, I've got so much things I still want to talk to you about. One, I think it's weird that if you just wanted to kill them, why he did, he used a knife and not a gun? Yeah. Like that's, that's very personal. Take a knife in there and especially if they can overpower him. Like it's so risky, Lockie. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what is, the, like, the thinking behind this. Um, so I'm just kind of reading through what happened on Thursday with his hearing as well. Mm. And so they've set a preliminary hearing date for June the 26th, but then prosecutors have now been given a week to present evidence against Brian, which I don't think will be hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Coburg's. Koberger's lawyer, the public defender, her name's Ann Taylor. Um, she has to set, what does it say here? Ann Taylor to set bail in the case. Okay. I, don't, I think bail, mm. but I don't think bail was set. Like, no, as I, th- if, I think he was denied. I thought he was denied. Bail. Yeah, at the moment yeah. he he does. He's like, I don't even think he's got the option to go out on bail. Um, and in the state of Idaho, death penalty is still a thing, so he could face the death penalty. Um, 
which I find, again, I find that odd that he's just like, yep, yeah, let's go for it. Let's just, let's have a hearing. Let's have a trial. But, but maybe he's, you know what, maybe he's just waiting to see what they've got against him mm-hmm. because he's very, like, he's probably book smart but straight dumb. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so because he's book smart, I've got a feeling he just wants to see because obviously the prosecution do need to give all their evidence that they have against him to his defence lawyer. I think he'll want to go through all of that and then he'll make the decision whether he pleads not guilty or whether he actually, like, he might say take the death penalty, like, off the table and I'll plead guilty. Like, do you know what I mean? So I I think he's waiting till that time that he gets all the information and he can go through it before he actually comes out with a defence. Yeah. Something, sorry, else that I find really freaking crazy, and I guess it just adds to his sort of like mental state or just getting an understanding of what he was thinking. So people have uncovered posts. Yes, that, I was just about to talk about oh, this. Oh, yeah, the, the yeah. 2010 and 2011 posts. Yeah, yeah when he oh, was yeah, 16. Yeah, yeah, tell me. You tell me and then I'll tell you what I think. Yeah, so they've uncovered posts that he made when he was a teenager um, speaking about, I guess, his mental health really, but he was saying things how he felt blank, he felt no emotion, he felt little remorse, and then he wrote something about how he, as I like, I've just got it here. As I hug my family, I look into their faces, I see nothing. It's like I'm looking at a video game, but less. Mm. So it's just, I think he's just been a bit of a psychopath his whole life. It's something's like something's off. Yeah, when yeah. he's teenagers, and he talks about like having ringing in his ears and fuzzy eyes, <laughs> like no emotion, like he's just not mentally there. Yeah, and do you know that I'm pretty sure both his sisters, like, are in like the psychology sort of like industry. Like, I find it nuts that. He couldn't, or they could, they didn't pick up on it, or he couldn't go to them for help if he was having these sort of like thoughts for so long. Yeah, you know, um, it's so freaking sad because I mean, this is not an excuse, but reading that, like, and he's so young, it's like, wow, like he's definitely going through something. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's just crazy. But yeah. that's, I mean, really, that's most of the information that's out there now and it's just going to keep coming out. So we'll obviously keep updating people as it happens. Um, Do you think this was his first crime, Lockie? Is another question oh. I had for you. I'm going to say sure. yes he's made yeah. so many mistakes. Mm, but he started off so big, so quick, very confident. But then I think that it, it was never his intention to kill before. Like mm. I think he maybe was going to go kill one of the girls and like I said, he saw that they were sleeping in bed together, so he knew that he had to kill both of them and then he was confronted by the other two as he walked out. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that that would probably make the most sense or even maybe like, I don't know if he was going up there because a knife, like knives are usually used in rapes. Sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe something like that. He had something else. I don't know. And like that's, again, what makes me think that maybe he wasn't intending to kill the four of them because he's entered the house with a knife. He probably knew that the house would have been occupied by, like, you know, whoever his target was wasn't going to be alone and a knife was going to be quieter than a gun. Mm. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. 
There's also like really mixed uh, blood pe- at the moment. People are going crazy. I think I sent you something yesterday just regarding if he actually entered through that uh, kitchen door on yeah. the second level or if he climbed the ladder and entered through like Maddie's balcony. Yeah. So, I mean, who freaking knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. But, yeah, we'll update everyone as more information comes out. Um, but, yeah, that's the case as it stands today. Yes, and I will. I think I'm going to do a post on each victim because I feel like they're always grouped together and he's mm-hmm. getting so much attention at the moment. So yeah. It's sort of pissing me off. So yes. I might put a bit up of each um, victim and I'll put up as much information as I can of like on the case and, we'll, yeah, we will keep covering it as more information comes out. Yep, so if you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at Caffeine Crime and Cadence. And until next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye.